This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Want to know what's going on in your neck of the woods and learn the history and the people behind the events that you love across the state? Get to know the real Mississippi. Check out MPB Think Radio's Next Stop Mississippi podcast on all platforms or on the MPB public media app. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. Our host is Coach Charlie Melton, ASC Certified Master Technician. I'm Jermaine Flood. Hey, Coach. Hello, how are you doing? I'm doing good. You you told me something this morning, and I was going to try to fill it in when I said your introduction, but I couldn't do it. But you are the coach of cars. <laughs> the coach of cars, okay. <laughs> I like that. I like that one. You are the coach of cars. Good Thursday to you, sir. It's a great Thursday. I decided that we are we were cold. Now we get to get wet. We get to get warm. You know, they say the weather changes in Mississippi every day yeah. and maybe two or three times in a day. Yeah, my whole thing is I try to imagine things and I say, well, if it rains in Mississippi, it really wanted to snow, especially if it happened in December. That's right. That is right. <laughs> That's Mississippi snow. <laughs> That's it. It wanted, it, at least it's still wet. Right. It's not slushy, but wet. It is wet out there. Today, though, we're going to be talking about diesels some more. We 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 tapped on it a little bit when we talked about 18-wheelers and commercial vehicles last week. But this week, we want to continue, don't we, Coach? Yeah, there's just so much to talk about uh, commercial vehicles and the 18-wheelers as driving down the road. I was just thinking the other day, if you think about a 18-wheeler driving down the road, it has a 300-gallon fuel tank. Mm-hmm. So 300 gallons of fuel times $354 a gallon, and they're only going to go 1,500 miles with that 300 gallons of fuel. Yeah. You know, can you imagine uh, those fuel tanks and what these companies have to go through filling these fuel tanks up, and they got to make money doing it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I know. And that's passed on to us as consumers. Right. Higher the price. More we pay, right? But you got three hundred uh, gallon fuel tanks. You have three batteries in them. Uh, where our automobiles only have one battery. Well, then you got EVs, got giant batteries. Okay, but you got uh, three batteries in a eighteen wheeler, or even in a uh, class five truck that's driving around town. You okay. have three, most of them have three batteries in them. Uh, the engines are so much bigger. There's so much more power. Um, I was thinking about the certification, and the reason I was saying that mm-hmm. is because the certifications, you have uh, flatbed haulers, you know, and you can see those flatbeds. That's one that hauls the wood and has the big trailer. Yeah. Then you have the bulk hauler, liquid haulers. That's the gasoline. That's your liquid chemicals that are going back and da- uh, down the highway. Mm-hmm. Then you have your dry freight your refrigerated freight, you have all these different freights, and then you have your hazard material, all the certifications they had to have just to drive those trucks. Right. And I think sometimes we take that for granted. We say, well, yeah, we just got somebody in the cab. Those ones in the cab, they need to learn and they need to know how to drive that truck down the highway. And especially when they're they're diesel engines, and that's something totally different than what we're driving on a regular daily basis. So that's that's what we're talking about today. If you want to get into this convo, our email address for questions is auto at mpbonline.org. You can also call us with any questions that you have about your vehicle. But, Coach, of course, you know, I got a little write up on diesels. Oh, yes. So the diesel engine, I'm learning things as I write these things up. 
named after Rudolf Diesel, is an internal combustion engine in which ignition of the fuel is caused by the elevated temperature of the air in the cylinder due to mechanical compression. And the diesel engine is called a compression ignition engine. So what does it not have? Spark plugs. The only reason why I know this is because that's the next sentence. So the spark plug ignition of the air fuel mixture, such as a petrol engine, which is a gasoline engine. So, yes, it's missing spark plug. Yeah, it runs all compression itself, you know, and they're much higher compression engines. Uh, Now, a diesel engine can last up to a million miles. You know, where we have cars that conk out at 150,000. A million? This is a million miles, and some of them more than that. Wow. Well, the cylinders can be changed where you cannot change them in a car. Uh, They have these things called liners in them. You can pull them out of the engine, and you can replace them. Right. And it's just like new again. Okay, you can replace all these big mechanical parts in there. And the fuel systems, I was going to get into that because the fuel system is different than a uh, gasoline engine, the fuel has to be treated a little bit different. In cold weather, the fuel can get cloudy and it can gel. Okay. And so you have to put additives in that fuel in order so it doesn't get gel uh, and cloudy because it'll mess up the injectors. The injectors now, they used to be mechanical. And, you know, a lot of people didn't buy diesel cars because you'd hear them go, clack, 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 clack. And then when, when you said it at a red light, you could hear them real loud. And the diesels were the same thing because it's all mechanical. Yeah. Now, now it's all electrical diesels. Diesels. You, okay. You can hear the. You can hear it a little bit, but nowhere like it was on uh, before they went to electric. Okay. Okay. So you have electrical fuel injectors. Okay. You everything, and believe it or not, they have a lot of the same sensors that uh, cars have. All the like what we have on the inside that we see on our display sensors or okay. those, those are uh, check engine lights. Yeah. They have all those lights they, okay. uh, because now uh, cars had EGR valves. Diesels did not. Now diesels have EGR valves. Okay? okay, Cars do not have EGR valves now because they changed it to another way to do the smog. Mm-hmm. So the innovation from the technology of the car to the diesel, it just sort of runs down the line. So would you, could you say that diesels are more efficient than they were in the beginning today? Well, if I was talking about that 18-wheeler, it gets about six to seven gal- miles per gallon. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And that's what they've always got about that much. Right. Uh, miles, the mileage. But the cars, they're more efficient today than they were because of how more fine-tuned the injectors are right. to deliver the fuel. Right. You know, I, and that's what I'm saying. You know, these these uh, fuel injectors, they're high voltage injectors, mm-hmm. and so being high voltage injectors, once again, you got to be careful working on those injectors. The uh, fuel pressure is much higher than a gasoline vehicle, unless it's a GDI. That's a gasoline mm-hmm. direct injection. Mm-hmm. So the fuel pressures are higher, and usually have a high pressure and a low pressure pump on them as well. Okay, they um, you have water separators because diesel fuel for some reason gets a lot of water in it. And you had to get that water out of that mm-hmm. system because, mm-hmm. once again, it wouldn't compress. And on the maintenance on a diesel engine, you got to make sure that the air filter is very clean and the fuel filters are clean. And the main thing about the air, because that's what's going in that vehicle. That's yeah. really what it's trying to compress. Yeah. Okay. So as it's trying to compress all that air. And, you know, there used to be a saying that a diesel, I don't know if you ever heard the saying, but a runaway diesel 
what happens is the turbo goes bad, and maybe I don't think it worked on a car unless it was a diesel. But mm-hmm. if the turbo goes bad, a turbo could suck all the oil out of your engine into the combustion chamber, and that engine would run away. That means the RPMs would get real high until the engine blows up. What? If the if the torque converter goes bad, and this is in diesels today still. Sure. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I was going to ask two questions. One, are there smaller diesels than 18-wheelers? Well, that's when we talk about Class 5. Okay. okay. Class 8 is what driving down the highway. Class 5 are the bob trucks in town. Okay. okay. The freight delivery vehicles that you see in town, those are Class 5. They still have, some of them still have the same type of engines, uh-huh. but they're just smaller capacity. They're usually 26,000 pounds, uh-huh. and a diesel is 80,000 pounds. So the, the, the choice between, um, I guess, let's just say a company owning diesel engines versus gasoline engines is because the diesels pull can pull more? Is pull, that the torque on the them? Torque they, and they, everything. They, can, they can pull more, they're more powerful, and, you know, diesel engines they last so much longer. Mm-hmm. They're better engines. Okay. You know, they can stand the heat. Yeah. You know, I think that's the thing. They can stand that constant running. A diesel is made to run constantly. It's, yeah. not, it's not made you gotta to... you got to cut it off. It's, and it's really not it made gone. to cut off. Yeah, yeah, it's know? not made for that. Right. Right, right. And then second question, were diesels the original vehicle? Look, what came first, the chicken or the egg is what I'm asking. <laughs> Well, you got to understand, I would say the diesel, diesel, Rudolf Diesel was the one that invented it in Germany, once again. And it was really, diesel was a byproduct of gasoline. Okay. Matter of fact, it used to be a wasteful um, fuel. Okay. They didn't use it. Yeah, you taught me a few months ago about that, right? So now they use it and, you know, it used to be cheaper than gas. Uh, diesel used to be right. cheaper than gas, right. but now you see it's quite a bit higher than gas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because now everybody uses diesel. If you go to Europe, everybody's cars are diesel. Diesel cars. They're not gas. Right. You know. Right. So you're talking about the different uh, type of fuels. We have a low sulfur and a high sulfur mm-hmm. diesel fuel. Mm-hmm. Most of our vehicles are all low sulfur fuel. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the fuel that goes in all these vehicles now. Okay. Matter of fact, even the gasoline vehicles. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because it's so regulated. Right. And so I think regulations on the vehicles, uh, diesel engines probably change every couple of years due to EPA regulations. Okay. Because they can't keep up with them. They make them change because they got to change the regulation. There was um, one I always liked. Uh, International had an engine. It was a 7.3. Mm-hmm. I would think that was the best engine out there. That engine was great. Yeah. Well, they did away with it because of the emissions. Right. And that's a, another question that I wanted to ask, too. But the difference between, and I guess it was an emission difference, of whether or not we pick up diesels full-time over here and Europe picking up diesels full-time over there. Why do we not have diesels like Europe? Because, once again, people didn't buy the uh, diesels because they made so much racket. Right. Okay, until... Uh, you know, you, we didn't want all that noise. You didn't want all that noise, and that was one of the reasons they didn't have it. And once again, like I told you, that diesel was a byproduct of refinery of gasoline. Right. And all we just went to gas. And we just went to gas. And then Europe was like, we'll stick with the diesels. And believe it or not, all of the diesels and the little cars are little three-cylinder diesels in uh, Europe. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. See, that's why I want to pick your brain, Coach. I could do it all day. You could just keep talking, <laughs> and I could keep thinking. That's right. If you've got a question, send your emails to auto at mpbonline.org. We're talking about diesels. Is your car under recall? I'll tell you how you can find out next. You're listening to AutoCorrect with Coach Charlie Melton. I'm Jermaine Flood. If you want even more AutoCorrect, find our podcast on all podcast platforms for your smart device. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio. Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11 a.m. Here's a recent recall. 142,000 and more Ram trucks have been recalled for turn signals and high beams. Affected vehicles include model year 2023 1500 pickups and model year 2023 to 24 2500, 3500, 4500 and 5500 trucks. The issue concerns the steering column control module which may cause the high beams to activate when the turn signal is used or activate the turn signal when the high beams are used. Additionally, the turn signal self-canceling feature may not function properly. Either a issue can cause confusion or reduce visibility for other vehicles, increasing the risk of a crash. Dealers will inspect and, if necessary, replace the steering column control module for free. Owners will be notified by Ram Parent Automaker Stellantis January 17th. But for more information, in the meantime, you can contact the automaker themselves. You can find out if your car has a past recall by going to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's website in HTSA dot gov forward slash recalls and inputting your VIN or you can find their safer car app. Today we're talking about diesels and we're also taking your vehicle repair questions. Our email address is auto at mpbonline.org. Coach back to diesels. Let's get on the tires. Well you know I was thinking about you know you got 18 tires on that vehicle. Okay. Okay. The tractor has 10. Okay. Uh, tires cost you any, anywhere between four hundred and five hundred dollars a tire. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the steer tires are your uh, very important tires. You, uh, we have recaps. We can put recap tires on the other uh, sixteen tires. But okay, you cannot put recaps on the front of that vehicle. Okay, what's recaps, Coach? If you've ever driven down Mississippi highways or any highway, you see these black pieces of rubber on, in the middle of the road. <laughs> I've, I've always wondered that. Okay, those are called those are the recaps. The top of the tread has come off the tire and has literally blew out once it comes off the top of the tire. Most of the time, it blows out. Okay, what they do, the tires cost so much, like say four or five hundred dollars for a tire. Mm-hmm. They cost so much. What they do, used tires. They'll take used tires and they will cut the tread off of them and re-manuf- really remanufacturing the threads mm-hmm. on that tire. Okay. So they can be used again. So that's why you always I'm always worried about when I see that rubber, because I always think to myself, what happened? But there's 18 wheels, 18 wheels. So if one blows out, you can make it to the shoulder. You can make it to the shoulder. Right. Okay. But once again, when I say steer tire, the steer tires are the very two front tires. Okay. You wouldn't want to put a recap on front of that because why? Because those are your driving tires. And when it blows out, you have no control. Right. Okay, so you don't want to – you always put new freshies. tires. You put some freshies on those. Uh, mm-hmm. you, virgin, <laughs> you put virgin tires on there. Right. Okay. So – and then we would talk about 18-wheelers. We have a tractor and we have a trailer. 
We have a tractor that costs me almost up to 220000 and then got a $100,000 trailer behind it. Mm-hmm. So you got $300,000 worth of equipment right. with that vehicle. Right. Okay, driving down the highway. And so you know that they had to be very careful because, like I told you last week, is that they can't see you mm-hmm. if you right. can't see them. That's right. That's right. And those tires blowing out like that, Coach, is kind of scary because for other drivers, could that rubber? Well, maintenance is very, very mm-hmm. important on 18-wheelers. Mm-hmm. Okay. a matter of fact, there's a, a whole federal uh, DLT department that oversees yeah. Yeah. maintenance on 18-wheelers. Yeah. And school buses is the same thing. Most, all school buses today use uh, diesel engines in their vehicles, and they some of them have recaps on the back of them. But they have steer tires or good uh, fresh version tires. On the fronts. Yeah. So you're saying, you know, if that rubber comes off, you know, it could hit somebody. You could drive over it on the highway. It could tear something up under your car. Yeah. You know, so there's a lot of things about those recaps, you know. Yeah. And now we used to have 18 tires on vehicles on 18-wheelers. Now the trail, the tractor and some trailers now, instead of where the two tires went on each axle, mm-hmm. on each side of the axle— and went to a wider tire on those axles. Instead of having 18 full tires. Right, they wouldn't or have 18. 18 smaller tires. Yeah, so they'd only like have six on the tractor. You could do away with uh, and have four on the trailer. Right, 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 right. Okay. Well, you be knowing, Coach. No. You know. You know. Let's go to the phone. We have got, uh, well, not yet, but it looks exciting. That's why I want to go. That's why I want to go, April. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it looks like we got a, a call from London coming in. I uh, know. So exciting. <laughs> I was like, let's go there. Um, but yeah, when it comes down to the tire sizes for diesels, talk a little bit about that. Is there the different sizes? There are low profile tires like 22.5s, 24.5s are regular size tires. So there's different size tires yeah. according what type of load you're going to carry. Uh, even if you look at these heavy caller, heavy haulers, okay, they even have a smaller profile tire. Okay. Okay, because they're squattier to the ground. Yeah. Okay, and these ones where we change out just the tires where they're wider, those are a little bit smaller in diameter than the regular tires. Okay, that we yeah. that we ride on. Yeah. Right, 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 the, right. The 18-wheelers, if you're talking about a 22 Point five or twenty four five tire, mm-hmm. you see those big eighteen wheel tires. That's they're big, right? Okay, and that's why they cost you four or five hundred dollars new. Mm, mm, mm. You know, so there's a lot, a little bit of well, not a little bit. There's a lot of bit of a cost in driving a diesel, right? And, and operating one, right? And they're radial tires, you know, just like uh, on cars, they're radial tires. But to manufacture them and all your major manufacturers manufacture those tires. Matter of fact, Continental, that was the tires that they are manufacturing mm-hmm. are 18-wheeler tires. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Okay. Well, that's that's here. So we're manufacturing some of that here. That's right. Okay. Now we're going to go to the phone lines. We've got Bob calling, I think now, from London, England. Um, he has got a European diesel parts comment. Bob, you're on with Coach Charlie. Oh, hi. Okay. Hi, Coach Charlie. Uh, uh, I've been listening to your program with a lot of interest, and uh, uh, some of the comments that you've made about uh, uh, Europe are, are spot on. But other ones, uh, you know, I think one one of the, the pictures that's developing in Europe might have been missed, and that is that there is a lot of penalization of, uh, of families who run diesel cars, mm-hmm. in uh, certainly in, in uh, outside London where we live. Uh, we're 
we're, I'm a Mississippian, but I've lived over in England for quite some time. In the past, oh, five, six years, uh, there have been uh, penalties imposed on people for running diesel engines. Uh, road tax is uh, substantially more than uh, if you run in a petrol car or a hybrid or, or an electric. If you run an electric, you don't have to pay a road tax. Uh, and if you want to, we live outside London, but if we wanted to drive into London for some reason, we would have to pay uh, um, um, admission to drive within a certain zone of London, which goes just inside the peripheral motorway around London and all the way into the city. They've had a congestion tax for a long time, which is about 12, 15 pounds a day. But on top of that, in the past couple of years, it's become a high emission zone. Mm. And uh, you have to pay another 12, 15 pounds to drive your car into London that day. So you're, you're out 30 pounds just to drive a diesel car into London uh, if you wanted to wow. go to a, a shopping or to a football game or something like that. Uh, and on top of parking, uh, it, you know, it can get pretty expensive. And I think what they're perhaps rightfully trying to do is drive people to um, public transport, or electric vehicles. Yeah, that is one of those things here in the states that we do not have that type of tax. You know, we have a road use tax, regardless of how many miles you drive. It is called a road use tax where they uh, charge you per gallon. It's every state has their own tax um, on top of the federal tax. So, as a matter of fact, in Mississippi, it's 36 cents a gallon. If it's petrol or if it's diesel, it's the same thing. Uh, now, you're talking about... Uh, congestion and the fuel if it's idling really they're come up with some epa has come up with um, things where in the united states where uh, the vehicle cannot uh, idle for more than five minutes okay because now it starts doing something to the uh, filters the particulate filters down underneath the uh, just like a catalytic converter and so they don't let them idle and you know a diesel engine is made to run constantly but, you know, as more technology comes in, cleaner that vehicle is going to be. And like you say, they are trying to push this all to electric. Mm. And that's why those taxes are coming on there. So they're, they're, they're cracking down in London, Bob, right? With fees, though. Bob, you still there? He may have dropped off. Maybe. Yeah, we, lost, we lost Bob. Oh, I had so many questions. Yeah. <laughs> but as Bob was talking about is that. I was about to go in. No. <laughs> but as those fees, they're charging more to drive the vehicles in there, <gasps> if they're diesel or gas, due to the pollution. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it sounds like they're trying to crack down some. The same thing that they're trying in the United States. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. We're, we're not charged the different fees mm-hmm. because ours is road use fees. Mm. We pay that anyway, any gallon. Mm. And that's per gallon. That's not right. uh, miles. Bob, I appreciate you for yes, calling us from London, England and giving us some insight of what's going on over there. So that's that was pretty awesome, though. Yes, it was. Thank you so much, Bob. Yeah, thanks, Bob. We're going to stay on the diesel questions. Let's go to Homer in Clarksdale. He's got um, a diesel comment. Homer, you're on with Coach Charlie. Hey, how you all doing? Doing, doing right. good. Uh, Coach, I just, I, I enjoy, I can tell you like what you do because <laughs> of the way you talk about it. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you. And then, I, 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 I'm, I'm the same way about what I do. I'm, I'm kind of compassionate about it. But the uh, thing that I want to ask you, I have a 2000 F-250 
with a 7.3 in that good engine. I got an injection. injection. I'm, I got a couple of injectors. I know it's one that's bad, but my thinking is this, and just whatever advice you can give me, the truck has been sitting for a little bit. I've lined up a person who works on diesels. His dad worked on 7.3. They said, we have no problem. I found out everybody don't mess with a 7.3. Right. And they said they have no problem. Now, the thing that my question is this. I've talked to Ford about injectors. Of course, if I was selling injectors, I would tell me the same thing Ford told me. Uh, don't put anything else in there but Ford injectors. The guys who's doing the work said that they have found an injector that is very comfortable over the years that worked just as good as a Ford injector, and they've had no problem with it. Well, it's just like it's just like any injector. Some companies and some manufacturers say don't use nothing but their injectors, but you know most aftermarket um, injectors are made to be the same quality as the OEM. You know there may be a little different specs in it, but it should be almost the same. And those OEM seven point three injectors can be rebuilt. Yeah, I told you that. He said you can pull them out and rebuild them. Right, you can rebuild them because really all it is is a needle, and uh, since it is mechanical, you know, you can just pull them out and get them rebuilt, put them back in. One other question is this. The truck has been sitting for a little bit, uh, you know, and I've been trying to get bits and pieces of information. One of the things I wanted to do was drop the tank, clean it out, have it boil out, uh, blow the lines out. Is it any other thing that you have found over your uh, experience with diesel engines that maybe I should do that truck because I'm getting ready to put it back. I need it. I'm getting ready to put it back on the road. Well, like I say, diesel has a lot of water in it. You can get you make sure you get all that water out of those lines and make sure that uh, filter at that top, you, you got that water filter at the very top. Make sure you get a clean one of those. Prime that system back up with fuel. Make sure it's clean, and you should be good to go. Because really, diesel's not as bad as sitting as it is gasoline. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Well, we appreciate you calling. Homer, thank you for your car from, call from Clarksdale. We want to, I want to stay on the line. Abram, take me to Steve and Gaucher. Steve has got a semi-truck comment. Steve, you're on with Coach Charlie. Hey, guys. Merry Christmas, guys. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Oh, Charlie, I got, yeah, I got more of a comment than anything else. Okay. Uh, I've, been, I've been around a while talking about battery-powered semi-trucks. Back in the day... Peterbilt puts aluminum frame so they can carry more weight, so make more money or whatever. They put batteries in those things <laughs> limited how much freight they can carry, okay? Uh, that was my comment and stuff. And the other thing is, well, my family owns a local Firestone store here. But anyway, the other thing is, I'm going to get I'm gonna get, get some new vehicles. One's going to be electric, one's going to be hybrid, one's going to be all diesel. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> I'm going to get one of each. But... Anyway, take these, you know, I'm watching watching the guys at shop a while ago. And, you know, they do a lot of brakes and stuff. Battery-powered vehicles, there's more weight, so it's going to be harder to stop, bigger brakes, wear out the tires more, wear out the brakes more. And on wet roads, 
I don't think the design tire is any better than I got now. But anyway, that's my comment. Uh, any feedback you should be appreciated. Yeah, let me give you a little comment on that. Uh, I, matter of fact, I listened to the CEO of KLM and Frozen Fruit Express yesterday on Paul Gallo's show. And he was making a comment about electric vehicles, semis driving down the highway. Well, you know, we have 80,000 pounds that the law allows you to pull. Well, that battery takes a lot of that 80,000 pounds. It's not 80,000 pound battery, but it takes and puts a lot more weight on that truck. The government would have to come in and change the law of according to how much weight that vehicle can haul. Because if you put a heavy battery on it, that means that you can't haul as much freight. So that's going to change. So that's right. That, that changes too quick. You got to let things kind of take this time, you know, just evolve into it. Oh, yeah. Another good thing. Glad to fill brave dealers. Three thousand of them. What it was. It sent a letter to our president. Said, hey, man, we can't sell these EVs. Yeah, we're going to have a. I'm looking at <laughs> well, matter of fact, we're going to have a show uh, January 8th of talking about nothing but EVs. About that. Really? Yes, sir. January, January 8th. Yes, sir. I listen to you as much as I can. I'll try to catch this one. Okay. Steve, Thank you so much. Steve, make, Steve, Steve, make that January the 5th. January 5th, I'm sorry. January 5th, Steve. Yep. That's that easy date to remember. All, All right. Somebody's got a birthday on that date. Bye-bye. Happy birthday then. That's right. Pre-happy birthday, Steve. I want to stay on the phones. Let's go to Christy in Gulfport. She's got tire recommendation comment. Christy, you're on with Coach Charlie. Hey, you're on with Coach Charlie, Christy. My question is not about diesel, but it's about tires. And he recommends any special tire that would be better than the others. Well, it's according. That's the hard question answer for you because it's according what type of vehicle you're driving. If it's a all-terrain tire in Mississippi or in the down south, I'd get an all-terrain tire. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, a lot of these off-brand tires you hear and you see, those are the same thing as the original because there's only a few tire companies that make tires, and they all have an off-brand tire. So you could uh, just see how many miles you want to get, and I would get an all-terrain tire. I've just got an automobile, just a Lincoln, and I wanted to know what the best tires I needed to buy. And what kind of car was it? A Lincoln. Okay, so that's a comfort car, so I would get uh, just regular, nice, luxury highway tires. You can get a Continental, that's a good tire, a Bridgestone, all those are good tires. Which one drives the smoothest? Oh, it's hard to say if I don't have it, but I love Continental, since it's a Mississippi company. Okay, and as far as you know, uh, none of them are tougher than the other. Uh well, the thing is with tires, it's according what they're made of and what type of tire you're getting, how many miles you want that tire to go. You know, you have some that'll go 30,000 miles. You got some that'll go 100,000 miles. So it's just according what, what you want to put on that car. I'd go, I'd look in the owner's manual and see what they recommend for that car and put that type of tire on there. And you would say Continental would be your best? Uh, yes, ma'am. Suggestion. Okay. 
Thank you so much for calling. Christy, thank you for giving us a call from Gulfport. Our email address where you can send questions is auto at mpbonline.org. We're talking about diesels between your car repair questions. What's in the news? Scammers are rolling back mileage on digital autometers in 2023, right and left. I'll tell you more next. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Coach Charlie Melton, retired instructor from Clinton High School's Automotive Technology Program, is our expert host. I'm Jermaine Flood. I hope you've downloaded the app for your smartphone, the public media app from MPB. In addition to listening to show to the show on the app, you can click on the support button and contribute. Contributions help keep our programs on the air for you and others to enjoy, and we thank you for your contribution to Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Autocorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11 a.m. Okay, two things before we get into the news. That's right. <laughs> you know when I get tickled, y'all. Okay, so our episode on EVs is not the fifth and it's not the eighth. It is the fourth. It oh. is Thursday. We are changed only it three times. And I thank Liz Gill for coming back here and making sure. <laughs> thank you, Liz. Uh, that's the only date we said that's actually a Thursday. It's actually that's right. A Thursday. So if you want to tune into that episode, EVs will be um, January 4th. Okay. We will be talking next week, and I, I'll get into the story. Next week's topic will be autometer. Odometer. <laughs> Once again, just make sure that we get, it's going to be talking about odometer rollback. And that's the second thing I wanted to say. <laughs> <laughs> Jermaine just, you know, you know, I like to chop words that's down. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I see all of those uh, vowels in that in that word. But it's. Oh. Uh, odometer. Good. Thank Hooray. you, Coach. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> and if y'all hear me say autometer <laughs> again, just, you know. <laughs> Everyone call in at once to correct it. Everyone. <laughs> so we'll, we'll just blow it up. Right oh, here. my gosh. I have gotten so tickled at myself once again. Okay. So let's get into the news. Scammers are rolling back mileage on digital Odometers in 2023. Great. You hit it on the nail. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I had to stop them. Odometer fraud, once thought to be a relic of the past, with the advent of digital odometers, is surging in 2023. Now, shockingly, Carfax data has revealed that approximately 2.1 million vehicles currently on the road have had their odometers tampered with, representing a worrisome 14% increase since 2021. Now, the old school was, it wasn't digital. It was the, the rolling number. Analog. Uh, it's the analog. Yeah, it wasn't the digital one. Um, but Carfax editor-in-chief has been warning consumers of the alarming resurgence of this fraudulent practice. To shed light on the severity of the issue, Olson conducted an eye-opening demonstration with the assistance of an Atlanta speedometer technician. This live demonstration showcased just how rapidly scammers can alter mileage readings on the odometers, leaving unsuspecting buyers in the lurch. 
Um, during the demonstration, viewers witnessed the odometer's mileage being manipulated within mere seconds. The implications of this scam are profound as it directly affects the vehicle's value. Um, consumers are now unknowingly purchasing vehicles with rolled back odometers face an average loss of about $4,000 in value in addition to potential unexpected maintenance expenses and safety hazards. To protect potential buyers. Um, Carfax is offering a tool that you can check, or there's probably online tools everywhere. But yeah, this is a surging thing. Well, I thought that we need to talk about that and talk and tell people how they can be alerted and all that it entails of the cost. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we're, we're going to discuss um, odometer rollbacks or, or autometer rollbacks, if you want to. Whatever you want to call it. Tomato, tomato, Auto, potato, potato. potato. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you want to be wrong about it, you can call it that. But <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it just depends on how you want to say it. I'll include a link to this story in our show's podcast description. But today we're talking about diesels. And it was so cool. I have to go back and say thank you to our London caller because yes. that was awesome. We needed that little bit of insight. Email your questions to auto at mpbonline.org. Coach, let's go to the phone lines real quick. We've got Bethany in Ridgeland on the line. She's having a problem with her Mercedes. Bethany, you're on with Coach Charlie. Hi, Coach. Hi, Jermaine. Um, my name is Stephanie. Oh, Stephanie. Um, hey, Stephanie. Uh, hey. Um, I have a 2014 Mercedes E350 station wagon, and um Several months ago, it started, uh, like, shuddering just a little bit on acceleration, and I took it to an independent repair shop, and they said uh, my transmission and torque converter were going out, and I would need a replacement, and they told me to call this certain shop, and I did, and he said that he would have to keep my car for six to eight weeks. Well, I couldn't do that, so I took it to the dealership and another independent repair shop who works on Mercedes, and they both told me the same thing, needs a new um, transmission and torque converter. Now, I have several questions. Um, Oh, and, and the dealership also told me, they said, you could drive this car for two years or it might go out next week. We just never know. And so I guess one question is, will I have any kind of warning when it's about to get real bad, because right now it's it's not very bad. Well, the first thing, it'll start slipping a little bit more. And when I say slipping, that means that the RPMs go up and you're not moving very fast. Okay, right, it, it right. could do that. But let me tell you what I would do. I would look at that vehicle and see if there is a recall on that uh, transmission, because that's a formatic transmission. And you might want right. to just call and see if there's a recall on that vehicle. Because if uh-huh. Mercedes knows something's wrong with that vehicle, they you know they might have had something, and you may be able to call even Mercedes customer service and tell them what you got. And another thing you could do is change the fluid in it on that particular vehicle. Change the fluid because right now nobody's looked at the fluid to see if there's any metal down in that pan. You know. Okay, I did have a garage look at the fluid to see if it needed any, but they didn't mention anything. Right, and did and make sure if somebody smelled it, see if it was burnt, because usually what happens is that the 
if something's really wrong with that transmission, it would be the hard parts that go. The clutches will slip. That's what makes it slip is the clutches inside there according to how that transmission is put together. So what uh-huh. I would do, I would first of all, I'd see if there is a recall and we, we've given that site out several times and we'll give it out again, uh, a recall on it and then talk to the, the customer service and see what they have and look up under the reviews and under complaints and see if somebody's been having a lot of problems with them. NHTSA.gov, okay. okay. Stephanie. That's NHTSA.gov. Right. Okay. And um, also, if if it does actually need, if it is going bad, can it be repaired? Because every quote I've gotten is ten to $12,000 for a 10-year-old car. Yeah. And you know, you would have to take it to a European shop. I wouldn't take it to a regular transmission shop. I'd take it to a European shopper. Um, I will tell you, you can I'm take, take I'm, go ahead. I'm, I'm taking it to two Europe. I've taken it to two European shops beside the dealership. Okay. Let me tell you, uh, we had a, um, a shop on here several months ago, Amco Transmission. He will give you a free uh, diagnosis, and he will tell you what's wrong with that transmission and if he can do anything to it. They've been in business. Is for that in Jackson? Uh, yes, ma'am. I called them, and they said he looked it up and said that they can't work on that particular okay. transmission. Okay, so then I don't know. You might be able to find you one or remanufactured one. You know, okay. They can find a remanufactured one and put it in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. And then may I ask another question? Yes, ma'am. Um, just in case I need to buy a new one, I've kind of been searching to see what's out there. And I found a 2020 Toyota Avalon Hybrid. Um, it's at 2020, so it's three years old. But it's had two owners, and it's been on the market for 200-plus days. Is that a warning sign to you? If it's been on the market for 200-plus days, they either they're too high on the price or somebody's found something that's wrong with the car. Yeah, okay. That was kind of the feeling I was getting. All right. Well, great. Well, thank you so much. We enjoy your program. Well, thank you so much Stephanie, for calling. Stephanie, thank you so much. Coach, I want to go ahead and get into your tip of the week as it deals with maybe diesels. Well, when I was thinking about diesels, we really need to be concerned about the maintenance of diesels. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the maintenance of diesels and cars, they are similar, but they're not really the same. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, maintenance on a diesel is going to cost you more, but that vehicle is going to drive much longer, right. much further down the road. Right, right. So do you want the longevity or do you want the maintenance? I'd say the longevity. Yeah. <laughs> That makes sense. Let's stay on the phone lines. Right now, we're going to go to Chad in Pearl. He has got a carburetor question. Chad, you're on with Coach Charlie. Uh, yes, sir. I just want to find out, do uh, you know if there's anywhere in this our area? Um, I'm building a 72 Nova, and it has a 409. I'm putting three two-barrel carburetors on it. Do you know if it's anywhere in, around our area that like works on stuff like that can adjust all that out? Well, you know, uh, there used to be one right there on Terry Road. That place closed several years ago. Uh, they rebuilt carburetors. They did everything to carburetors. Um, I don't. I will tell you, there is a place in uh, Clinton called uh, Tires uh, Peak Tires Shop, uh, right there off of uh, Pine Haven uh, by Optical Two Thousand. He works on all of those older cars. As a matter of fact, that's all he does. I, was just, I heard the lady talking about her Mercedes. Uh, 
I'll just let it, I have an 82 Mercedes out here. It's a diesel. It has a three-liter diesel. Right. And it has it has over 700,000 miles on it. Oh, that's right. Still going. That's what I'm saying. They'll just keep going and going. That diesel never stops, it seems like. Goodness. That's a good car. I mean, the windows might not work. It'll roll up and down, but it still moves. <laughs> yeah. Well, I tried to call Pete. Try to call Pete Tire over there in uh, Clinton, and he'll take care of you. He's a good guy. Yes, sir. Thank you. You too, I love Chad. Thank oh, you. thanks, Chad. We love you for listening. Seven hundred thousand. Okay, does is this an analog uh, autometer? That would be an analog. <laughs> being that that year would be analog. You know. Well, you think about. Uh, Can you see the? I mean, is there enough numbers to hit one million? Can you see nine hundred and ninety nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine? It'll rotate. It'll ro- keep rolling. It's just according, okay. you know, it'll keep rolling. <laughs> well, when mine gets to nine hundred ninety nine thousand, it will change over back to one. Yeah, 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 yeah. It'll so, it'll flip right back over. It'll flip back over to one. Okay. okay. Not one million, just one. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jermaine will not chop up um, odometer next week That's as right. much as possible. That's right. Um, but if I do, we'll laugh about we'll it. Laugh, we'll laugh about it and keep on going. <laughs> Coach, but, any final thoughts about diesels? You know, um, if it's commercial vehicle, if it's a uh, personal vehicle, an F two fifty or a Chevrolet, uh, half ton—I mean, three quarter ton or one ton—take mm-hmm. care of it. They'll last a long time. Just take care of it and have fun. Yeah, because that's the main thing. You get diesel for a pop for the power. If you're pulling something, you know, you don't want a gasoline vehicle. You want a diesel. Right. Right. All right. That's a that's a good tip, Coach. That's a good tip. I want a diesel just because. <laughs> it goes a million miles. <laughs> it goes that That's million miles, and it, you know, I think about. I uh, hate the emissions, though. Is bad. Well, or no, bad. Well, really, emissions, or somewhat bad. Emissions in the United States has changed for our diesels. Yeah, they. Have, that's why they put particular filters on there. That's why they use the def uh, additive for the fuel uh, to clean the exhaust. They all of that. Uh, the emissions have changed. That's mm-hmm. what the EPA has done. Mm-hmm. Has changed, and that's why I'm saying you change out a diesel engine every couple of years. The manufacturer changes the regulations. Well, that diesel engine that's in that vehicle may not meet that regulation okay so then they the next vehicle they have will have a different diesel engine in it okay it won't have the one like the 7.3 it was a great engine and it just disappeared because it couldn't keep up with emissions got you got you got you okay well then maybe i will actually purchase one one day i doubt (laughs) i doubt if you're going to purchase one now i had an e3 i had an e350 that had a diesel in it okay okay i want a small one though I want a small one. This is AutoCorrect, and that'll wrap us up for today. Our show engineer, Abram Nanny, call screener. I'm thinking it's either Will Pickering or Charles Arnold. Charles Arnold. I'm one of those got it right. (laughs) For Coach Charlie Melton, Master Technician, I'm Jermaine Flood. Thanks for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.